Hey everyone, this is Av with another quick scheduling announcement before this week's episode. We will be recording Season 8, Episode 4, The Smiley Face, Tuesday, July 20th. Um, and we're going to be joined by a great guest. We're going to have on Antoinette Spolar, who plays Larry's assistant on about 13 or 14 episodes of Curb over the years. And The Smiley Face is her, her last appearance on the show. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, if you want to get in any questions for her or feedback about the episode, ratings about the episode, again, the deadline for that is going to be 10 p.m. Tuesday, July 20th. So please get those in. Sorry for the last minute notice, but we're doing the best we can. Here's episode 8.2 with our friend Ari Fader. I thought threading was something with the private area. I just found out it's their face, the woman's face. Do you know that? I just found that out. And I'm not even lying. <laughs> See, uh, that's why it's good that we're in the podcast. I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Alexander Chester. And Av, where the fuck did you find out my mother's maiden name? And I'm Av Stanensky, and I think all computers look alike. And I'm Ari Fader, and I'm happy to be the male representative. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good at Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today to discuss season eight, episode two, The Safe House which originally aired on July 17th, 2011. Av, do you know what also uh, was on TV that evening? July 17th, 2011. Uh, you're not, if you don't know, you're not, it, it, was the, it was the season premiere of season four oh, okay. of Breaking Bad. Okay. Oh. Where are we in Breaking Bad? At that was that, the, was that the crazy killing episode? Where, uh, I mean, oh, season, killed with, uh, with the box cutter? Yeah. So season that four, the, that season on. is like that whole season's bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. Season one is box cutter. Yep, you're exactly right. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, um, well, welcome. This is our guest, uh, Ari Fader, uh, also was known as the Fades. Uh, we sometimes refer to him as, and uh, and he's already he's established himself both, as a future uh, guest on the Breaking Bad podcast. <laughs> That this, this yes, uh, yes. This, this. Uh, <laughs> at some point, you'll, you'll just turn on and we'll be doing a Breaking Bad podcast instead with no explanation, and you know <laughs> this will be the explanation. You'll now know why. Um, so yeah, so we asked, uh, we asked the fades to join us this week to, uh, to talk about the safe house for no particular reason for this particular episode. We just figured, uh, it would be a fun conversation with him. Um, he's been a good friend of mine for uh, many years now. And, uh, I don't know how long, you know, Alex has known him as well, but, um, yeah, we like him. We like talking to him. Uh, we think that he'll be a good guest. He might not be. We'll find out. Uh, um, I think, so. I think he'll be good. It's a good origin story. Me and Alex first, uh, I almost I lost my temper like one of the few times in my life like but it's a fantasy whatever and I don't want to hijack the pilot so I'm just saying no, it's well, that, sounds like, that sounds, Hij- like, that sounds like good content yeah let's, I don't know I want to hear this for no, I think like that, that was the first I mean I was in Chester's football league it was my first year and I think I knew I was doing a really bad job in my, on my own team I was like this is I'm having a hard time here and I saw like around me everyone like doing better I'm like I, I didn't game plan properly this is terrible and then we got to like the end where you could like get guys on the cheap if you have a dollar left you get someone and it was brandon jackson on the green bay packers who i who i wanted <laughs> it's very important to me that i get this guy well i was waiting to call him out but chester went before me and he he said pass 
And that like drove me crazy because I like, you can't pass. You have to throw, you know, you want people to throw out people like Brandon Jackson. So you could get them for $2 and he goes, yeah, I agree. Shouldn't be allowed to pass in an off. I like, first I'm like, I'm like, you can't pass, but I don't know. That's somehow, somehow very rapidly turned into me flipping the entire table (laughs) over with everyone's computers on it. And then I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm that guy. So that, and I stayed in the league a couple of years that we had we didn't have any further incidents, so <laughs> you're no, so you're no longer in this league. No, but not because of that. Well, I'd really, yeah. Yeah. It's too hard. I, it's too hard for me. I, I too am a former member of this league. I believe it's too hard. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I know both of everybody. Yeah. I I also quit this league, but in uh, with less incidents attributed uh, <laughs> to me. I think. Anyway, I think yeah. I was I think I was in good standing. Yeah. Okay. So we're uh, so we're here for season eight, episode two, the safe house. Um, do we have any uh, any other uh, business to take care of? Well, we have some other guests here as well. It's a, it's a safe house here. Oh, my we house do. As well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, there's a, there's a, there's an audience of a few people. I don't know whether they'll speak or not. It's at their volition. I won't volunteer their names unless they want okay. to offer them. But we have some people here. Sitting right. pensively. Sounds like there's a whole party going some, on. Some free delays. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, all right, so let's jump in. We have a, uh, you know, it's interesting to me, by the way, I was looking on IMDb out for this episode. Susie Estman mm-hmm. is so core, core to the cast at this point that she gets the credit even for episodes she doesn't appear in. And like that doesn't yeah, apply to Cheryl like, Hines. Credit only, right? Yeah. But yeah, but Cheryl Hines doesn't have credit only in season eight. Right. She probably did in earlier seasons, though, right? Yeah, she does. Well, she does the previous, she does in season seven when she's, she's, she's in it, but she's not in every episode, right? Is she in every episode? I don't think so. This, and season, then, this I think, I mean, this season is like the only one she's barely in. Yeah. And then season 10, she has it again. And then season 11, I presume she will. So we'll see. Um, yeah, and obviously she starts to direct episodes as well. Back again. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, she only directed one, right? Oh, only one? I don't know. I, I, I was rewatching. So, I was rewatching season 10 episodes on the airplane that I was on last week because I didn't have like the correct headphones. Dad, right? to, I didn't know the correct headphones to listen to something on the airplane. So I was like, well, what could I watch here that I don't need any audio to appreciate? I'm like, oh, Curb. I mean, and so I watched season 10 episodes, like one, two, three, four, uh, with no <laughs> you audio. You just watched it with no audio. Yeah. All right. Um, that's what and, Maybe the next the next time we do a pod, the, we'll do like a whole round with just like, okay, we're, we're doing it just with no audio now. But you yeah. knowingly got on a plane without headphones? No, I had many headphones. I had like the Bluetooth headphones that work with my phone. And then I had like the other headphones with like that I, my kids use for something. But like you nowadays, you need like so many different shape headphones, you know, like uh, USB that, charger headphone. And blue- yeah, airplanes need to have Bluetooth capability. That would solve a lot of these problems. Yeah. Come on, I've used, I've used Bluetooth on an airplane. You have? You're flying fancy airlines so. than me. No, I mean, I think they tell you to turn it off, but I think I just used it anyway. It doesn't not work. I think they just tell you not to. They're they a lot tell of you to play airplane mode talking about just using it for his own phone you need to connect oh, to the yeah, yeah yeah obviously yeah oh wait. oh okay i see what you're saying <laughs> thank you for the explanation but um you thought that i thought that you weren't allowed to use bluetooth headphones to listen to your own device well you're not i don't think you're supposed to they tell you to put it in airplane mode which turns off bluetooth i believe you're not supposed to do it but <laughs> but no one listens well i, I don't listen i mean no, I, turn off airplane, I, I turn on airplane mode because i like i don't want to waste my battery trying to draw find data that doesn't exist but you still yeah, have Bluetooth my, and wi-fi my view on like the phones on airplane rules is like 
if it was actually dangerous that it was gonna like take down the airplane, yeah. they wouldn't yeah. just like ask you not to do it. They would yeah. take away everyone's phones. Like they yeah. wouldn't let you have a phone on the plane. Yeah. If it, they don't if say, listen, you can bring your bombs on the plane. You're just not right, allowed just to use them to hijack the airplane. Use- right just don't use them yeah <laughs> uh so yeah so i'm just like yeah i'm calling bullshit on that you wouldn't let me have the phone so i'm gonna use it so yeah, yeah. I use my phone no i agree um um so yeah all right should we uh should we uh jump on into it yeah let's jump right into it all right the safe house So we're at a grocery store, and we're with Larry, of course. And Larry is looking for some Ben and Jerry's chubby hubby ice cream. So yes. um, let's pause right there. So <laughs> um, I believe uh, I believe last year or two years ago, I, who even knows at this point what time is like. A certain podcast had a certain uh, ice cream tournament at a Ben and Jerry's in Minneapolis, and I would like to know how did the chubby hubby perform inside oh. the tournament? So I I'm not positive because I didn't review like the whole thing. Oh, I didn't okay. try. And I mean, fu- I, I gave you, I gave you like one assignment for this week. <laughs> Wait, you didn't tell me to do that. I said, I wrote to you. I th- I wrote to you. I said, I think it goes without saying. We'll need like a full breakdown of how Chubby Hubby did in the Ben and Jerry's. Wait, oh, did you actually send me this message? I believe so. Oh, I mean, it's fine. I don't care. No, I may. Have mis- I apologize. Uh, no, I may have missed it. My, it's my last message to you. <laughs> oh no. Well, I, I think I, it goes without saying. We'll want a breakdown of how Chubby Hubby performed in the BNJ bracket. And how did I respond? You didn't respond. Oh, oh, I never saw this. The oh, you know what? I had a miserable, I had a call for work that went many hours on Friday. All right. This is one issue I have with WhatsApp where like it shows you when someone has read your message, but there's a difference between like having read the message and just having clicked read, like, like tap the, the you know what I mean? Because I, I have to get those numbers away because they drive me nuts. Look at this ice cream selection. <laughs> there's nothing there. There's one. Like, yeah, come there's on. Sharon's, where's, Sharon's is where's there. Half yeah, Sharon's gourmet. Right. Okay, so, there's Sharon's. There's so here's the thing. I don't know if you may recall this or not yeah. from, the, from the Ben and Jerry's tournament, but there's Ben and Jerry's flavors that they serve in their ice cream shops, and then there's Ben and Jerry flavors not the that, same they as serve, the and they, that they serve as pints in the grocery store, and there's overlap, but they're not exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And so Chubby as, Hubby and, might not have even been yeah, in the Yeah, so tournament. Chubby Hubby was not an entrant in the tournament, I'm pretty sure, and we had literally every single thing in that store <laughs> in the first round, so I, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't on there. Okay, we're going to play a game. Um, okay. and I apologize, and I apologize and if, for uh, missing, uh, missing your message on Friday. It's all, it's all good. Um, okay, we're going to switch off, and each of you are going to name one of like, the flavors or ingredients in Chubby Hubby to see if we, you know, who knows it best. Okay. Paige, you can go first. I don't know tell, me something, tell me something in Chubby Hubby. I don't know anything about it. Chocolate? Is there chocolate in it? Um, no, not really. <laughs> I'm not yeah, it's it's I found I can't remember any recently. Um, Never had it. it sounds very delicious. It's vanilla malt ice cream with peanutty. Wait, are we done? The game's over. Fudge and and did it run around? Well, he, he, he didn't know any. <laughs> By the way, chocolate was gonna be my guess. He also, it's the third game. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, there's no chocolate. I wasn't gonna guess pretzels. That that, that wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, gonna I go out on a limb and having been a, a judge at a 32 at a uh, what's called it a Ben and Jerry's ice cream tournament. All Ben and Jerry's flavors are very good. 
it's a matter yeah, of degree, yeah. not they, time. They do a good they do a good job with the ice cream. Yeah. Um yeah, peanut and fudge covered pretzel sounds very good to me. I don't know what that means, but that does sound good. Peanut fudge cover. Oh, fudge, I guess, is chocolate, right? Is it peanut butter fudge? I don't know. All right. Somebody's we some really one of us should have done, you know, gotten some so that we could have reported exactly what it was that uh Larry was going to succumb himself to all this trouble for. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, he wants to get the chubby hubby, but unfortunately for him, um, right in the spot where the chubby hubby is in the ice cream section, there's two women. One of them is crying and the other one is comforting her friends. And he's like, hey, can you please move over? I'm trying to get to the ice cream. But like, they're just like brushing him off, refusing. Um, eventually they start like scolding him for like, for giving them a hard time. Uh, like he's like, well, what, 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 what's going on here? Why are you crying? And they're like, fuck you. Like, this is personal. Get out of here. None of your business. Um, I like how he gets for his personal, personal, personal issue. <laughs> right. There's a personal issue. Yeah. No, he wants them to go to a different aisle. Oh, that's later. Okay. No, that's later. That's later, right? Later. The hoisin sauce yeah, yeah. is his recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So um, you know, for his like you know last uh, his finishing move, he's like he he tries to go I guess to the next section to round. Yeah, I'd be like really or hubby or uh, or bust for him, right? Like he's not going home with other ice cream. Um, and he ends up knocking over like the well, whole as section the fans of ice cream. Points out they don't have a lot of Ben and Jerry's options there. Very limited yeah. and strange supply yeah, usually- in the grocery store. Yeah, do you do either of you have like a particular like number one um, Ben and Jerry's flavor? Half baked, always half. half baked. Half baked is really good. Yeah, that, that's probably my choice. Yeah, we uh, from the peanut gallery here. We have no pun intended. We have peanut butter half baked. I didn't know that was a thing. That it? Fish peanut food, butter Netflix and chill, American Dream. All the What's sponsored it? ones. American Dream is very good. American Dream is good. What's yeah, Netflix and chill? Potato chips and pretzels, he says. Good drink. There's a Ben and Jerry's flavor called potato chips and pretzels. <laughs> These are the ingredients of Netflix and chill. Oh, oh, oh okay. Ah, uh, what are you drinking here tonight? Okay, looks like you have some kind of cocktail there. Um, yeah, it's, it's just some bourbon. Oh, okay. It's uh, it's Getting from the uh, Brooklyn Distillery. Okay. Kings County, Ca- sorry, Kings County Distillery. Mm. Oh, oh, it comes in like sort of a squarish bottle. It comes in a squarish bottle with like a label that looks like it was like a printed on somebody's home. Yeah, I just <laughs> it's had like this... my favorite bourbon. It's really yeah. good. I just had it yesterday. It like, it, the first time. Yeah, it really looks like it's it's like being sold out of somebody's basement, but from like 1989 because it's like yeah. it's also written in like typewriter font. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like up. super duper low tech. Mm. Um. Okay, so we head out. Uh, I guess later that day, we're at the organic Pontificio. Um, and Larry is you know meeting up with Marty and with Jeff, and Marty is telling them all about Richard Lewis's new girlfriend, and she's a burlesque dancer, and she has magnificent breasts. And Larry's like, "Oh, that's great. What's she like?" And Marty says, "She's dumb." <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. See. Oh my god. Funkhauser is really like next level in this episode. I think we're going to talk about him a lot, but like he's like, he's, you know, he's uh, recently divorced. He's unleashed. He's, you know, he has new energy, newly signed life. Yeah. Doesn't Funkhauser have the line, oh, when are you going to see your face to Richard? Yeah. 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 This this whole dynamic at the diner, we just get amazing lines one after another. 
Yeah, this is a really great scene. Um, yeah. Richard comes in. He's like, yeah, I'm late. I'm running to this audition. And this girl, my old girlfriend, called me uh, suicidal. And Larry's <laughs> like, who would call you if they're <laughs> suicidal? Like, you would not be my suicide call. Right. And Richard's like, what do you mean? A lot of people call me who are suicidal. Yeah, um, I call bullshit on that, And Jeff's like, well, in the, in yeah, I mean, yeah, he doesn't like he's he probably has he's, like a 75 percent clip of like they kill themselves <laughs> after talking to him, even people who weren't going to kill themselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you call Rude Lewis and you wish him a birth happy birthday and you end up killing yourself after talking to him for 10 minutes. And then it, it, it ends up that that was a suicide um, call. Just didn't start that way. Yeah. Yeah, so Jeff points out that, like, the reason why Larry wouldn't be calling Richard is that he probably would be co- killing himself because of Richard. So, like, yeah. hence, like <laughs> you're not going to call Richard to talk about how Richard's making you want to kill himself. Um, so, yeah, no, that checks out. Um, and Larry's like, all right, change of topic. Uh, I hear you're, da- you're dating a burlesque dancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, gentlemen, what do, what do we know or, or think about the, uh, the art of burlesque? Are we familiar with the burlesque arts? I have, so- like... I have like a preconceived notion about this. I, I've never been to a burlesque show, but okay. T- to me, it's like everything, every genre, every bad, like quote unquote, like bad, bad thing you could do is you go to a strip club. That's bad. But wait, there's also <laughs> a burlesque. There's, there's, there's a good version of the bad thing that you're allowed to go to. Where am I going? I'm going to a burlesque show. Good night. That's somehow okay. And, and even when you look at what, what it's portrayed as, it, it is kind of like different. It's like kind of weird. I don't, I don't even want to go to one. But but I wish there was that for every bad thing you could do. It's like, I'm, I'm, it's just like this. It's a good version of ecstasy. It's, it's, it's you know. So I don't know. And even the word burlesque, it's like, it's like classy, but also it's got some sex in it, like burlesque. So it's really... Uh, it drives me nuts. I don't know. Yeah. So to me, to me, it's like you know the, we we were talking about Breaking Bad before. So like burlesque is kind of like a half measure situation. Like mm. don't no half measures. Like yeah. you want you want to go out, go to a strip club. Like don't go to a burlesque. Show. But I guess you know Fades is saying like that's you know somehow it's socially acceptable. Maybe it's not. But what's socially acceptable thing. enough for you, off? Do you remember when we went to Vegas together for our friend uh, Rafi's uh, bachelor party? Um, I don't really. No, I don't remember. Oh. Is that what was there a discussion of going to a strip club that I vetoed or something? No, no, no. Oh, no, no. So what happened is we you remember having gone to that, you remember being there in general, correct? I remember going to Vegas for this trip, yes. Okay, all right, okay. So when we checked into the hotel, which was the MGM, I believe, um they, um, they gave us this really see the palace. Uh, like MGM Grand. You know that anyway. Um yeah. They, they they gave us like they had like the show in their theater at that time was some burlesque show and they gave us one ticket but there was four of us and the other three of you all immediately protested that you didn't want to go i'm not interested, I'm not interested, I'm not interested. so i was like all right fine i'll go like what the hell do i know and um and then we had independently run into like other friends of ours from uh who now lives a block away from me and as i is like 120 yards from me as i sit in my yard right now um and okay. so i went with him basically and i and i honestly didn't know what it was going in um and then I fell asleep in like a few minutes. In. Fell asleep at a burlesque show. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. It's weird. Yeah, and then I fell asleep, and then she, and then he got mad. He's like, "What's wrong with you? Like, who goes to this thing? Like, like is the seat like a fancy seat right near the front? And just goes to sleep." I'm like, I don't know. I was tired. <laughs> no happen. Larry David is going to do that. At, Larry David will do that at Hamilton in uh, season nine. Ah, uh, yes, he cool. will. Yeah, that's a little less forgivable. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so Richard, of course, is like immediately annoyed at Marty. He's like figures out he obviously is the one that told them. Um, and he and he goes into his whole defense, like defending the art of the burlesque. Mm, yes. Um, you know, it's you know, it's it's inspired Chaplin and the Marx brothers. <laughs> He's a great Marty, pole dancer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marty Chaplin with that. Can, uh, can we can we rake Marty's jokes in this scene? To me, Chaplin <laughs> was a great pole dancer, is number one. Who has the joke uh, that she gives charity? Oh, I think milk. I think she I think she's dumb is is the funniest joke. Oh. Oh, and I think number two is, is the one Fade's already said also when he says, have you set a day aside no. when you're going to finally look at her face? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's number you know, one. This, I love, that line's amazing. Is this the same scene where Lewis says uh, she gives charity? She's not just about... Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love her. She's, she, happen, she happens to be a great person who gives lots yeah. of charity. And Jeff says she gives milk. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I, thought that was, I thought that was funk again. I think that's Jeff. No, that that's line's Jeff. Jeff. That's Jeff. Jeff. Okay. That's Jeff. That's Jeff. Okay. He's, you know, um, he's a perv. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, like, they're all like, yeah, obviously, you're only dating this woman because she has amazing breasts, um, which, like, you know, good for you, Zygazun, but, like, you should admit it. And uh, he's not willing to admit it. You know, he wants to, you know, explain all the amazing attributes he has, non-breast attributes that she has yeah. that are might be in love uh, with making this relationship. Yeah, he <laughs> might be. Always. You're in love with all of them. Yeah. yeah um so yeah okay so you know he leaves you know he's pissed off he goes for his audition and they all you know funk suggests and they all agree that they're all gonna go see uh, stella's burlesque show because <laughs> why not now um, fades are they doing anything wrong here in your opinion um i definitely would have gone along with it <laughs> but would you understand you know, it's easy Judge, in, in retrospect, like, I don't know, you know, if he's if Lewis is really their friend, maybe they want to check with him before they do that. But, but, but uh, why did he check with him? If, if, if he, if she's obviously has no issue with it, she's proud of it. There's a profession, right. she takes pride. And he claims that that's not the motivation for their relationship, like purely prurient interests. So, why do you need his quote unquote permission to go? I say, you don't I necessarily say, need his permission, but like I certainly could see why it's like if you're if like these are like your three buddies who like aren't otherwise like normally like running out to like strip clubs and burlesque shows. Yeah. And then like they hear that your girlfriend but, but they is the one they're like, I mean, oh, they we're gonna curves. go see her naked. They're buying <laughs> girls like, like wild tapes. They're going sure, to play boy But that's still like like what like you're specifically going to see my girlfriend naked is like still kind of like I understand why that might not make somebody happy. That's the appeal of it. Is is that I yeah. think it is wrong. That's why it's exciting that they got. No, I, I, no, I, I get, I get why it's why it's tempting and why it's intriguing. Yeah, okay. Like, oh, like Richard Lewis is dating this like young stripper. Like we're gonna go see her. Yeah. I guess she's not a stripper. She's a blessed dancer. No, she. Yeah, it's um, a beautiful art. She's an amazing artist. It's a beautiful art. Um. So yeah. So um. Everyone heads out. Marty and Jeff walk away, and uh, and Marty. Uh. Sorry. And uh, Larry stole the table and. A man comes over to him. He's like, hey, can I leave? You know, I'm leaving my laptop for a minute. Can you watch it for me? Um, this, of course, is Curtis Armstrong. Um, he's best known for the, playing the role of Booger in the Revenge of the Nerds trilogies or trilogy. Quadrilogy? How many Revenge of the Nerds? Are there? There's a lot of them, right? I don't know, but it's funny that you say that because I never saw Revenge of the Nerds. And to me, I, I never most, se- I've never I most seen recognize I most recognize his voice as Snot in American Dad. And I just realized that this second, like the reason his name is Snot is a reference to the name of his character from Revenge of the Nerds, obviously. Yeah, it looks like I never knew that until right now. It's very four. He is he is one of uh, four characters that is in all four of the nerds. Oh, he oh he Anthony plays... Anthony Edwards is in the first two. He plays Dr. the principal. Green. 
Doctor Um he plays the principal on New Girl. I just saw an episode where he's uh, heavily involved. Curtis Arnold. Oh, yes, 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 yes. He's in a bunch of episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, him, Robert Carradine, Larry Scott, and James Cromwell are in all four of the Revenge of the Nerds movies. And nobody Cromwell. else. Oh, Tim Codlin. Tim Codlin is in Revenge of the Nerds 3, The Next Generation. Nicely he done. He plays Tim. the role of Adam Price. Look at that. Let's see. Maybe we have other friends on here. Shades, are you on here? Like, oh, Lisa <laughs> Welch. Lisa Welch is on there. Okay. Oh no! That's you not, guys watch these that's movies. Not, that's like, not Lisa Welchel. Okay, I'm thinking of her. Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds movies. Lisa... Are movies that like my mom, like you get from the library because, like, when you're uh, when did you them? I watched them. I never saw. I never saw any of them. Oh, okay, good. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, John John Goodman is in there. Bradley Whitford. So that's Lisa Welch though. She's like a Playboy playmate, not Lisa Welchel from Facts of Life and uh, Survivor. Ted McGinley. There's like a lot of uh, Timothy Busfield. Did you guys ever see that Goodman movie where he plays like an American guy who becomes like the King of England or something? King Ralph. Is that yeah? I think that's yeah. And he plays cricket, but he but he hits like a baseball, and all of a sudden he's like Babe Ruth. I don't know. I think it's King Ralph. I think that's right. Did you did you see that movie? Oh, King Ralph. I saw King Ralph, but I didn't. Pre- I was like sick. Then my mom like rented it from the library, and she said, "You have to watch this. Just sit. you have the chicken pox. Here's King Ralph and the birds." You know, I don't get why that happened, but back Hollywood, good one. All right, uh, this scene is also obviously um, straight out of Seinfeld, right? The guy asking LD to watch his yeah. computer. The guy asks George to watch his suitcase. Yeah, and in both cases, the muffin tops. Yeah, and in both cases, he doesn't come back, and so you know, he just takes it basically. Uh, although I'm, George takes, I'm gonna it. go beat this guy's. Yeah, I'll beat this guy's friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So so uh, so Larry foists the laptop on a different guy in the restaurant. Foisted. He foists it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So Larry is gonna head on home. And as he's pulling in, he's going to have Jen with uh, a neighboring lady, and we're going to check it out. Oh, nice. This is so cool. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the dog. This is the dog that's been going on my lawn. No bag? Well... Where's your bag? You know, life, it gets so crazy sometimes. Oh, life gets crazy? Yeah. If you're going to have a dog, you have to have a bag. I will bring a bag. I didn't bring a bag today. I'm really because sorry the dog that. without the bag, it's incomplete. The it's dog? a marriage. The bag and the dog. They go together. I just don't see why you had to yell at me. I'm yelling for society, for everybody. It's not just me. Got it. People make mistakes. Every day? Roscoe, come. People make mistakes. Every day? Uh, um, that of course, uh, the great Michaela Watkins from SNL. She also uh, plays a lawyer in Search Party, and in, in is in probably the weirdest scene of the whole series. Um, that's saying a lot. So um, we are in a in a chat with our friend Shamir, uh, our guest here, and I. And um, our friend Shamir got very very upset because someone's dog was uh, going to the bathroom on his lawn, but with a bag. And so we we're all explaining like. You can't be mad if they're cleaning it up. But this woman is has no bag, has no apology. Larry doesn't make her go get a bag, which he should, like, or give him a bag from her his car or something. And it's been happening every day. So how is yeah. it's insane to me? Like, she's the worst person of the series so far. This woman's a, <laughs> oh. a devil. She's not great. She's not yeah. great. 
Um, yeah, no, this is this is absolutely indefensible. Yeah, she's gonna double down later. I mean, we're not gonna have any of that shit. I mean, listen, we feel bad. For, we obviously feel bad for what you're going through, but like that doesn't give you an excuse to go have your dog just shit on somebody's lawn. Yeah, you know, one has nothing to do with the other. So yeah, you know, you gotta take care of your dog's poop. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah. So it's the uh, it's the night of the big burlesque show, and Larry and Leon. Oh, Leon. Leon obviously somehow heard about this, and he's joining. <laughs> Uh, somebody said the word boobs in the in the house and he's like i'm in um so we got larry we got leon we got jeff we got marty we're at the pink slipper and stella comes on stage to do her act um and uh yeah let's uh let's actually go right back to the tape <laughs> we're gonna do this more often come to disgusting <laughs> strip clubs disgusting. why is it disgusting watch this shit that's her. That's her. That's her. It's like Jello putting inside those motherfuckers. <laughs> she is communicating right now. Understand what I'm trying to tell you? In Hawaii, they move hands and hips. Mm-hmm. Out here, it's titties. The fucking titties are talking right now. Oh, and what exactly are they saying? Those titties are a blabbermouth. You know what I'm talking about? They're fucking just yippity yapping right now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have fun? No, not really. Boy, I had a blast. You know what I think? What? I think Lewis has lost his mind. Why? I just saw his girlfriend's tits. That's so why. So what? He's not going to marry her. He's just having fun. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, of course, uh, as they're walking out, uh, Richard is uh, driving in, and he sees them and is uh, not happy. So, um, yeah, Leon, from the, that whole scene, is just when they're all like, oh, my God, and he's just like, yeah, damn straight. Like, that's what I'm used to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, on the second a- watch, do you notice Larry's face? No, I did not. Because. What, we got there? what should we go back? Let's go. Back. Yeah. Well, no, we you show did, so did- Right after Leon, they show Larry's face. Look at Larry's face. <laughs> yeah, look Larry, at that, right Larry's- there. Just freeze frame right there. Larry's yeah, studying Larry. something, and we know. Oh, it, right! Yeah, we know we'll find out what it is. That's true. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, really like is. the the funk man is just overcome by like the arousal. Uh, right, Jeff. Jeff is sort of a confused and disgusted look, which is surprising and strange. Um, yeah, and then and then Leon's we discussed, but yeah, Larry is is investigating as a medical expert. <laughs> That's true. I did not pick up on that. That's very well yeah. done. Um, yeah, I was uh, I had something I was going to use the uh, him reaching for the Ben and Jerry's as the you know episode art. But I'm thinking now maybe this. All right. We'll see. You'll uh, you'll know when you're listening, which one we went with, um, unless you have one of those ad players that doesn't show that, in which case you won't know. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, this is, uh, you know, not an awfully uh, visual medium here that we're dealing with. But um, you saw the episode. You get the picture. Um, so yeah, so we're back uh, the next day. We're at the organic Panificio again, and Larry's having lunch just with Richard this time. And Larry and uh, Richard's going off on him for going to see Stella's show without telling him. And Larry's, you know, he's trying to defend himself, saying, you know, like, what's the difference? Like, if you if you're dating a girl who takes her clothes off in public, like, it's expected that people are going to see her. Like, who cares if one of those people is me? Um, and Richard's just like, no, you're a pervert. Like, how much of his breast? How much of her breasts do you even see? And Stella, Stella like swoops in right then and she's like, oh, Larry, like, I didn't realize that I thought you were like much older than this because like he always says how you're old <laughs> and Larry's like freaks out. He's like, what 
the hell? Like, you're calling me old? Like, first of all, like, you're an alcoholic. We're the same age. In fact, like, you're two days older than me. Like, you look terrible. You're calling me old? That's crazy. Hey, can I ask you what Larry says when when um, she calls yeah. him old? He goes like, he says, Mrs. Marilyn Cole. Monroe. Yeah, he says, Mrs. Cole. Cole. I didn't know Marilyn Monroe was on the base. What yeah, I didn't that? know. I didn't know what that was. Yeah, I tried important. to figure it out. I, yeah, I just tried to. I just skipped over it. Okay. Yeah, who who is Mrs. Cole? Cole? Yeah, what is the reference there? Jim Cromley, please let us know. Yeah, Jim Cromley probably knows. Um, okay, so um, Larry's like, yeah. By the way, like I saw your show, I thought it was great. And Richard's like, oh, like do you really know anything about the art form of the burlesque that you could you have anything to say? He's like, well, I think I do because I saw a Gypsy with Natalie Wood. Um, Larry obviously is obsessed with Natalie. That's Wood like the second reference now. in three episodes, I think, right? Uh, it was in uh, the reunion. He went in. Um, yeah, they're talking about it's like you know, people who get to back together. Yeah, no, yeah, it was in the reunion with uh, Todd Sashaw, like that episode, like season uh, seven, uh, episode three episodes three. ago. Yeah, no, like oh, ten episodes season ago. Three. Oh, yeah, oh, I thought yeah, it was yeah. in like the season finale of season three. Also, no, it's like when they're first planning it, and he, and like he's he's talking about getting back together with Cheryl, and yeah. they're like, who would like getting back together with your ex? Like never works out. He's like, what about whatever? Yeah, uh, I don't remember who's on the boat. John Voight's on the boat. Um, no, it wasn't John. But it's like oh, it's, or um, Liam Neeson. Shoot, Is it not one uh, of them? It's it's the father in Wedding Crashers. Christopher Walken. Christopher oh, Walken. Christopher yes, Walken. Walken. Walken is on the boat. Wait, hold on. You refer to Christopher Walken as the yeah, father in Wedding I, Crashers? <laughs> that's just that's the picture I gave out of him. And I understand that wasn't the best place. Yeah. Anyway, Faze, what would be was, what would be your number one Christopher Walken reference? Like if like what would you think of him first as? <laughs> I think more cowbell, but that's not even him. Oh but that's that's oh, just the, but, but he is yeah, well that's a good one. That's, no, I, I think of um, I think of the watch up his ass, right? Yeah, I don't yeah, right. He was also in pulp fiction, right? That's where I should have gone. That's what I said. Watch up his ass. Oh, you heard that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got I, it. I think. Got the, it. I think. I, the, the, I think the internet went down for like the last three minutes, so we missed the whole conversation. Yeah. I All would, right. Would, well, we should I'll, probably we should probably move on because we're talking about Christopher Walken for some reason. Yeah. Let's go through his whole IMDb now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Stella like really respects that Larry appreciates the art form. Larry says, "I appreciate naked women," which uh, <laughs> fair enough. Um, and Larry goes on to say, you know, he enjoyed the air fucking and her breasts are magnificent, but he did notice a small mole on the underside of her right breast of her right breast. And he recommends that she get it checked out. I mean, Larry's like he's diagnosed Lyme disease for two people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's a medical um, expert. There's, there's a reason like, there's a reason that he knows whether to go with the uh, pharmacist or the doctor. Yes. Um, Richard's like, hey, um, how did you see a mole from so far away? And Larry explains that he has breast vision mm. and he could probably even be a burlesque dermatologist. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we got Larry here. He's spotting moles. He's eating onions. Yeah. Fates, could you be a burlesque dermatologist? <laughs> no, I, 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 I think I tried to lose. I'm very uncomfortable going to these places, even the burlesque, like the strip club for, for one reason, but the burlesque for it's just. It, it looks it's creepy in a different way. The burlesque show it seems creepy. Uh, always portrayed as creepy. I don't like it. Uh, I, I, can't, I think what Ob says about the half measures is right. Yeah, that the burlesque show isn't being honest about what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like just just do what you're doing. Yeah. Just go for it. Yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. And it's not even like like comparing like Maxim magazine to Playboy or whatever, because Maxim's purpose was for like 13 year old boys, right? Suppose, uh, yeah. or, or like leave it around the house but like burlesque it's like it's the same audience it's it's appealing to isn't it 
I don't really know. I don't know who goes to burlesque. It might be like right. old people. Maybe I don't oh, think my grandparents go to burlesque shows. Mobsters. 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 Good, good fellas, do they go to burlesque and good fellas? No, they just go like a nice well, in show. Some, in Sopranos, they go to a regular strip club. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe they're they're just like, they're the ones who like ended this nonsense. Like enough with the burlesque shows for the mafia. Like just go to a strip club. <laughs> yeah. They I'm were, gonna do, uh, I'm going to do all of this. They were visionaries. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like they were very progressive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Larry, uh, Larry heads out and he is confronted by uh, Mr. Laptop Guy from yesterday. Well, well, well. Look who's here. You don't remember me? No. I'm the idiot who asked you to look after my computer yesterday. Remember? Yeah. So where is it? You didn't get that back? No, I didn't get it back. Why am I asking you? I didn't get it back, and it's gone, and so are you. You you were taking such a long time. I I had to get going, and I gave it to someone. Who did you give it to? I don't know. I gave it to some black guy. You gave it to some black guy? Yeah. You gave it to a black guy? (laughs) Larry's face is great. He's like, I have. He realizes he has the upper hand now. (laughs) Because uh, that's, I mean, what I was about to say was, why wouldn't you give it to a black person? In fact, that day when we were in there, I had been looking for a black person to leave my computer with. I didn't see one, so I left it with you. Left it with me. Go. Well, I'm, go I'm sure it's going to turn up. I, I'll keep my eyes peeled for him. Well, I'm going to go in. He's probably dropped it off in there. Probably you know. dropped it off. <laughs> Take care. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I love just, like, the, the shift in the power dynamic there. Yeah. Just from, like, the guy just, like, uh, saying out loud what he was thinking. Um, yeah, never say out loud what you're thinking. That'll get you in trouble unless you think only good things. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you're racist, don't do it for sure. Right. Yeah, um, no, racists should just keep it to themselves. But, but, I, but I do like, well, I don't know. Do we want them to keep it to themselves? Well, I guess it was better. It was better when they were hiding under, you know, you know pre-2016. I feel it was a little better. They were a, a little more embarrassed uh, about themselves. But um, I like how, like, with immediately the next scene or, like, the continuation of the scene is we cut to Leon pulling up. Because it's one of those yeah. it's, it's one of those curve misdirections where you think like, oh, I see what's about to happen here. Right. He's going to interact with Leon. Right. Leon's but, but, but it doesn't. Somehow. No, no. Yeah. But no, what I'm saying is that the guy's going to the guy's going to see Larry talking to Leon through the window. Uh, OK. And have a suspicion about something. And then but of course, that doesn't happen. But then they do the double reverse where at the end of the episode, that is what happens. I mean, with the, right. with like, with that is the joke they went with after yeah. they sort of throw um, you off the scent. Yeah. So let's take a look at Larry and Leon while we're okay. here. Larry! <laughs> What up, man? Oh, uh, nothing. What'd that do, man? Well, I mean, it's not a big deal. He gave me his computer to watch, uh-huh. and I had to leave, and I gave it to this guy, and and he never gave the computer back. Who the fuck you give it to? It's just a guy. It's not important. Who the fuck you give it to? Black guy. Wow. I'm sorry. God damn. I didn't want to tell you. Fucking black dude in there. He forced it out of me. I feel fucking bad now. You know what I mean? You trusted that black motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want you thinking that shit about me. You know what I'm saying? I could have stole this motherfucker. Plenty of times. But I didn't. I know the code <laughs> to the fucking house and shit. 3948, right? The last four of your social security card number is 4938. All you did was change it around. All that shit I fucking know. <laughs> ATM number. Remember that time you gave me the ATM card to get gas in the car and shit? And your signature. Come on. It's a big L. It's real clear, right? Then the Ari David, it's like sloppy. Anybody can do that shit. Your mom's made a name. Ratner. You know what I mean? All they want to know is that part. Where, where are the car keys? Inside the car. I'll drive. 
Legendary, absolutely yeah. legendary. <laughs> see, that's a situation. Well, I would I would pay money to see like the 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 sort of the extras from that scene of like all the stuff that JB Spoon was saying to Larry David in that situation. It's like different different things he does, 39, 38. Yeah. Um, is that really his mom's maiden name? What's Ratner? I feel like it has to. I feel like Larry David's famous enough that he can't give a fake uh, what mom's maiden name. I'm not seeing that. I, I assume the social security number is different, though. Yeah, his mom is Rose, but it doesn't say her maiden name on his wiki. Hmm. Oh, well. Yeah, I only see Rose um, David. Oh, his father is Morty. So is that Morty? Is that where Morty Seinfeld came from? He must, yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. And he's a he's a men's clothing manufacturer. So yeah, of course. Oh, so then for sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so basically, all of Seinfeld is Larry David. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I so I think what I think really what it is is that just like the the dialogue style is Larry because we know that from his stand up and like the the a lot of the story and like the characters are Larry stuff. Mm. That's what I would say is the split. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. Um. All right. I want to play a game right now, which is we're each going to try and come up with the most obvious sentence that we can find in Wikipedia. All right. Like the, that's something that doesn't need to be said. I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Larry David's family is Jewish. <laughs> what? I don't feel like that's necessary. I feel like that's understood. Yeah. David's family is Jewish. Yeah. yeah. You don't need to say that. <laughs> um, I mean, I would say it's that his father's side moved to, from Germany to the U.S. during the 19th century. I think everyone knows that as well. <laughs> I'm definitely not understanding this game. Like Me neither. Larry, it's a very- <laughs> Larry David is bald. <laughs> I don't think it says that on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> but if it does, that would be the winner. <laughs> nope. I, I did a search for bald. I don't see bald. Which is um, weird. Yeah, this, it's this, such a significant... He should be identified as a bald American. Right. Where's it going to say that? Like personal yeah. life? Like, oh, David is bald. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah. That would be like his worst nightmare. That like his <laughs> Wikipedia page says that he's bald. Mm. Um. So, yeah. So... Yeah, anything more on the Leon scene? There's some good stuff in there. Oh, very good scene. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's head back home. And the doorbell rings and Larry opens up and it is Margaret, an older woman who we actually is the same woman from the other day with the ice cream fiasco. And she's here at Larry's house and he, she wants to let him know that she's actually been running a safe house a couple doors down mm. uh, for bad women. And Larry, Larry does this. Oh, they're battered. <laughs> 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 and you know she's like you know that woman from the other day i was comforting her because she was a victim of domestic violence and <laughs> she asks she uh larry if um like maybe you should come and apologize to her because you know some of the women in the house because like you hurt their feelings and like so that's a the woman from the grocery store that we've already discussed and also apparently you yelled at a woman yesterday because her dog like you know pooped on her lawn on your lawn and Larry's like, frankly, I don't think I need to apologize for wanting to buy ice cream or wanting to my lawn to be free of dog shit. Yeah. Uh, which fair. I think, you know, I think that's a reasonable position. Yeah, so far, Team Larry. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, Margaret appeals to Larry by hoping he might want to represent the good side of men and be a positive male presence in these women's lives. And Larry likes the idea of being the representative of men. <laughs> and he agrees. Uh, says maybe he'll even find a date there. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
Now, this is for me is where I like I love this part. Yep. The start when he gets to the house is when uh I I love how he interacts with these women in this house. It's 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 top notch for me coming right up here. Yeah, so like he walks in and like things things go south pretty quickly. Like he's like he gets like one good sentence in before he just like starts putting his foot in his mouth. Yeah. He's like, oh, this house is beautiful. I'm sure this is a huge step up from wherever you came from. He he accuses one of the women of eating too much cake. (laughs) So Margaret tries to refocus our attention on Sandra. um, And Larry, you know, he tries to do an apology, but she's like, listen, you know, um, you know, your anger is not my problem. That's your problem. Um, you know, know, Margaret's still trying to facilitate, but she's saying, you know, I'm I'm not accepting your apology. You know, dogs don't control where they go or when they go. And Larry agrees. Yeah, that's true. But the owners have some control, which uh, again, seems correct. And she's like, you know, not only should you apologize to me, you should also apologize to my dog. And Larry's like, he's now he's done. Like, he's not, he's not having that. And again, this is not a side to apologize to dog. Right. When they tell Kramer that he has to apologize to the monkey. Right, right. So he says he can't apologize to a dog because dogs are stupid animals. Larry loves using words like stupid to describe uh, animals. Okay, so then they, you know, now Larry moves over to Karen. Um, oh, that's why he calls her Karen. I see. Uh, her name is Karen. <laughs> she's not all Karen. She's not, I mean, she's, she is all Karen because that's her name, not because that is her uh, type, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the woman who was crying in the store the other day. And Larry apologizes, saying, you know, listen, I have no problem with crying in grocery stores. But perhaps next time that you feel the need to cry in a grocery store, maybe you should do so in a section that's a little bit less popular than the ice cream section. Maybe the Japanese section with the hoisin sauce. And yeah, I think that's a good suggestion. I mean, frankly, if you're in a store, you should cry. But if somebody needs to get to the spot that you're crying in front of, you could just like move over a little. It's okay. I don't think that's too much of a burden. Yeah, no one's really going to go cry in, in a different section or think about that. But have you ever cried in a grocery seems, store? Have I ever cried in a grocery yeah. store? I'm a crier, but no, but not in a But if you're going to, which aisle which aisle are you going for? Where do you want to do it? I'm saying I would I would just something I would just cry. Like, do you think that like she was specifically crying in the ice cream section? Like the ice cream section like triggered oh, memory? That's a good point. I didn't think about it. Or like sometimes people are in a bad or are in a sad mood, like they want to go eat ice cream. So it's like she was going to get the ice cream for later because she was sad, and then like it all just came pouring out. I just noticed that that grocery store had very it was very nice in the opening shot. It was very wide aisle. So like yes, yeah, be happy yeah. you're in a beautiful store. Like, it's really nice. <laughs> I don't know. It really looked nice. I want to go there. That's my take. Boy. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, there's uh, a large woman walks in and her name is Dale. We'll learn later. And Larry, Larry is ex- <laughs> like extremely rude here. Like, Insane. He calls her ovine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he wonders aloud if she is the capo who runs. <laughs> and and then, like, I, I, I'm very confused about what happens. One of the women is like, oh, is this the inspirational speaker that you were bringing in? Michaela Watkins. <laughs> like, what is that? Michaela Watkins says that. What is she talking about? That's why what Larry she, wants to know. What is she talking about? That's why Larry says, oh, my God, what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is, yeah, I don't, I'm very confused about what that's, like, supposed to mean. Like, why would she think, like, he, she's already interacted with Larry. She knows why he's here. 
it's possible that she wouldn't think that he was here to apologize or he was here because he's an inspirational speaker but once he was here for that he also came to apologize but yeah oh i guess i don't know but like to uh, me like yeah, no, larry, so larry david is not the inspirational speaker. yeah larry calling dale bovine is the most offensive thing anyone has ever said <laughs> on a, a, any episode of curb it's just insane like there's no reason for that it's so offensive yeah. and it, it's like it's almost like a too extreme version of a Larry David situation. Like, you know, that he comes to apologize to women who he actually doesn't know apologies to. And upon arrival, says something far more offensive. But like, this is like a too extreme version of it, I think. Like, like Larry could have been like. Yeah, this is like Larry, one of the meanest things he's yeah. ever said. He doesn't have to say bovine. I think it still gets the point across. And the first thing he says, actually, is what's that one? <laughs> yeah. What's that one? It's so terrible. It's insane. So- Okay. Yeah. yeah. So she she comes back in the room. She says the washing machine is fucked. So Larry, <laughs> I love you. She does have the attitude that Larry had projected onto her. <laughs> yes. And then, kind of randomly, surprisingly, out of character, Larry offers them to use his laundry machine whenever they want, and then he's very proud of himself. Larry requests a round of applause, <laughs> uh, which they like kind of comply with, but he thinks it's uh, a bit tepid. <laughs> it was. And uh, he takes a Krispy Kreme and Margaret ushers him out uh, as aggressively as he possibly can. He forgot that he called her the marm. Let's hear it for the marm. The marm, right. yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that as well. Yeah. How about this marm? Yeah. Now, hold on How a second. Marm? There are at least eight or nine women hanging out there, right? Uh-huh. I think so. so how many bedrooms are in this house? A big house? <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe it's a big house or maybe they bunk them up to in a room. I don't know. Mm. I'm, I'm just it could be five bedrooms, right? How does this house situation work at all? Like, because at the end of the episode, of course, we'll find out that Larry is being taken to one of these houses, which implies that it's done against the will of the victim. Yeah, well, I well, I think we'll get into the uh, the due process on various accounts <laughs> in that last, in the final scene. Okay, all right. So there we'll are many, many, many issues of many issues of due process. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so Larry's going to head over to Sai uh, Sai, uh, which sounds delicious. Um, and he's going to have some dinner with Richard and with Stella. Hi, beautiful. Hi. Oh, hi. Oh, I'm so happy. I just came from the doctor, and the mole is absolutely fine. Fantastic. I know. I know. See that? I, I knew. That's good. Believe me, I knew. I was so good. worried for a while. I'm very happy for you. Although, if you told me that it wasn't fine, I still would have been happy because I would have said, see, good thing I told you to go to the doctor. <laughs> and, uh, something happened when I saw the doctor. I started talking about, you know, how much pain I'm always in with my boobs and that I get these backaches and everything. And I've decided that I, I'm going to get my, my breasts reduced. You're going to what? I'm going to get them reduced. That's, <laughs> what? That's, That's hilarious. That's funny. That's no. funny. That's a good joke. I'm serious. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I get backaches all the time. Like, it's really, really painful. You take an animal for that. Throw a couple of stones behind your brassiere. Yeah, just well, even it off. You just even it's it out. a big deal. Oh, I, uh, I see so. Okay, boys, you obviously don't understand. Imagine you had huge balls. Yeah? Balls? Enormous, sweaty like, You're comparing with breasts with bump. balls? People hate balls. Balls are reviled. How do you, you can't even mention balls and breasts in the same breath. Of course you can. Balls what? are male. Balls are moves. disgusting. They're hideous. Everybody wants to see those. Nobody. Who wants to see balls? People want to see those. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, yeah, I am that, talking to you know. two schoolboys right now. Yeah. How much are you planning on taking off? Maybe half. Oh, I can't be able to go jogging. Half? Half? Half, yeah. You don't 
just love me for my tits, do you? Larry, please, do I have you to know. defend myself on oh, this? Hold it, hold it. There's many things you could say about this guy. Uh-huh. But not that. Not that. Thank right, you. Right, right, right. How could you even suggest that I would think that? Well, I like you. You hurt, look, you hurt the man. You. you hurt the man. Look at him. It's insulting. As his friend, I'm insulted Okay, by that. sorry. I just, you know. Listen, we'll discuss this, and I'm there for you regardless mm-hmm. of what you have mm-hmm. to do. Because I love you. No, Everything will be I'm fine. I'm so happy you're so supportive. Thank you, sweetie. Supportive, I'm just going to the loo, okay? Back in a second. Woman of my dreams, for Christ's sake. You did this. You're responsible for this. You looked at her mole with a goddamn telescope like Galileo jerking off from 40 feet away. I had breast vision. I told you. Yeah, because of you, I'm going to lose this beautiful woman with that figure, with those I thought you didn't care about how big her breasts were. All right, I lied. What am I supposed to do now? Go from a double D to what did she... What to have a double D? B plus? No, B minus. B minus is closer to the D. Yes. What's closer to the D, the minus or the plus? I don't give a shit, quite frankly. This is not algebra. I know this is my life. Life is short. How dare she? How dare she? Yeah. What gives her the right? It's self-centered. It really is. It is selfish. Isn't it? Totally. I mean, it is selfish. I agree with that. But people are allowed to be selfish when it comes to their own uh, well-being. <laughs> Supposed to use your gifts. So. All right. Can we, can, we, can we go through that whole scene? Uh, so right before that scene that we just watched, if we can go back one second, Richard puts an eaten edamame shell in the fresh edamame dish. Oh, really? I didn't even notice that. That's oh, yeah. yeah, Larry calls him out on it. They get in a fight about it. Oh, okay. I, yeah, yeah. Not, not in part that we saw. No, no, right before what we saw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And okay. to me, and I know I've already said this about two other people in this episode. First, Michaela Watkins for her dog, and then second, Larry for calling Dale Bovine. Um, that's the most, like, that is such an insanely offensive thing to do. <laughs> you, can't uh, yeah, it's with, pretty... you can't be with friends. Like, there's two edamame dishes right in front of you. You know what to do. That's so gross. <laughs> Yeah, there's they, they have a whole setup and everything. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Now, let's get into the scene for a second. Um, balls or male boobs? Terrible take, right? Terrible take. I mean, Larry is spot on. People, boobs, people like to look at. Nobody's like in in it for balls. Mm, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm th- maybe Listen, that's a hot take. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure that no one's like, oh, I, great balls. I love the balls on that one. Like, you, you know, you know what uh, Elaine would say about that, uh, those kinds of people. What would they? What would she say? I don't remember that line. They call them sickies. Sickies, right? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, no one likes balls. Balls are gross. They're reviled. However, if you want to make your balls less reviled, oh, wait, that's my other podcast. <laughs> yeah, I like when he's like, oh, you could just put some stones behind your back to balance them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what she's going to do. Yeah. Harry um, stones at her back. Yeah, but these are uh, two of the best Richard lines in the series. Galileo jerking off from 40 feet away. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then this is not algebra. This is my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the math on what's half of double D is it? Uh, plus or like, minus? There's no pluses and minuses. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't think there's pluses and minuses. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, I'm no expert. Mm, yeah, like what's her ultimate point? That if your balls were so big, you would have them reduced. Like her, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's true. What is she getting? Yeah, at? that is a good question. So. Have you ever heard of tes- testicle reduction surgery? <laughs> not not like removal because it's cancerous. Just make them smaller just because. You yeah, know. I'm not familiar with anyone who had their balls reduced because they were too sweaty. Listen, it, they, it hurt my knees. I was just, you know, they were too heavy. <laughs> they're just too, they're too enormous. They're too sweaty. Sorry. All, the, all the ladies revile my balls. Just get, get them. Rick Moranis and use that shrinker and shrink yeah, my balls. Shrink these balls. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, we're gonna head back home, and Larry is going to uh, tell Leon about this whole incident. 
reducing by half. Shouldn't be a motherfucker out there cutting titties now. You don't fuck around and reduce your titties by half and expect a motherfucker to be happy with that. You know what I'm saying? I do. You see a big ass. I do know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know what you're saying. Sometimes you don't. I know what the fuck you're saying. I explain shit to you sometimes. Huh? You don't fucking get it. I get it. You want to give me a test on it? You like fucking full titties or half titties? You got two half titties, right? No, no better. All right. You know what? We could talk till we're blue in the face. I don't mean that as a racial thing either. W would I ever turn fucking blue? It's Who an turns expression. Blue? Who turns fucking blue? You say that's what white people do. You can't turn blue? Hell no, I can't turn blue. Blacks blush. I'm you turn... blush? Blacks don't fucking blush. You never saw a black blush? I've never seen a black blush in uh... my fucking life. Blacks don't fucking blush. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how scientific that is. It might not be. I don't know. Do black Do black people blush? Do they turn blue? I don't think so. I don't Does know. Anyone turn blue? Yeah. How do you turn blue? If you're very cold, if you're choking. Yeah. You're if you're choking, you might turn blue. Yeah. Dead people mm. are blue. Um. Blue lives matter. Mm. <laughs> Careful there. Um. They sponsor the podcast. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so as um, as they're talking, some of the women come in to uh, use the washing machine, including Dale. And when she walks away, Larry tells Leon that he does not believe anyone actually beat up Dale. That maybe she's just staying at the safe house to steal free room and board, since like she looks like she could probably take care of herself. Like I don't think that she got abused, um, which is of course like an incredibly horrible thing to say. Like yeah, all sorts of people. Larry's getting worse and worse. Yeah. Can we, yeah, before we get to that, though, why does he have, at least from what we see, a minimum of four machines in his laundry room? <laughs> two washers and two dryers for, like, a single guy, I guess two single guys, him and Leon. <laughs> Would you want to share a washing and dryer machine with Leon? Oh, is that why? So they each other, oh, that's funny. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's my suggestion. Um, so, yeah, so Leon says we have to find out what her story is. Um, and yeah, here's an, here's another situation where like I thought now like you could see where now like the rest of the story is Larry trying to prove that like Dale lied her way into the safe house. Yeah, like, like that's like very much could be like a curb plot line, but like they, they you know very quickly abandoned that. And she um, you know as Larry's uh, asking her questions, she like tries to like uh, psych him out. She like reaches back to punch him, and Larry just like falls on the floor. And, well, I mean uh, he sh sh he deserves it for what he starts saying to her. Oh, yeah, no, he's again, yeah. he's extremely rude. Yeah. But but before, at least it wasn't directly to her face. Yeah, no, now, yeah, he's just going over yeah. to women and just insulting them to their faces. <laughs> yeah, not ideal. Um, so, yeah, so we head over to the hospital, and I think this is probably the best, uh, the best scene of the episode. Um, mm, although we'll, uh, yeah, we'll discuss later why I'm uh, a little bit muted on it, but let's check it out first. It is some shiner you got there. Can you tell yeah. me how it happened? I was home, and uh, I was talking to somebody, and uh, I said something I shouldn't have said. So this person struck you? No. I fell. Yeah, Why did you say it like that? I'm clumsy. I'm really clumsy. I trip all the time. But, um, you know, I kind of... I deserved it, actually. I was, I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. We're okay. Get some money. Need money. I gave you forty dollars yesterday. What's for? I'm fucking hungry, man. Waiting around all this fucking time for you and shit. Can't you see I'm in pain here? I know. I'm sorry, but I'm fucking hungry right now. What are you gonna get? 
Fucking fruit chews. Fruit chews? You don't bear those out for your teeth. You want to spend the winter in the dentist's office? Put this shit on my fucking tab. On your tab? Yeah. Well, yeah, like, yeah, you're going to pay me back. You know what, I got you. Give me this food out. Right. I'll give you some. Love you, Larry. Yeah, I love you, too. I'm sorry, you know him? Yeah, he lives with me. You live together? Yeah, we live together. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I didn't even ask him to move in. He just moved in, doesn't pay any rent, and he eats all my food, knows all about me, knows my mother's maiden name. I've got to get this guy out of my house. It's driving me crazy. Mr. David, is there anything that you'd like to tell me about this accident? This is completely in confidence. Now. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So here, here's my issues with the scene. Now, I, the scene is very funny, um, yeah. and it's very, it's very well done. Um, so my, my two issues really are that this is really the same exact scene almost that we just saw a few episodes ago in the table read with uh, uh, what's his name um, from WandaVision and from uh, Randall, with Randall Park as a doctor. Yeah. Uh, with the uh, with the girl Um, so it's like it's the same idea and I would say so that's always like one strike against it that like we just did this same bit Um, and I think it's even worse because it's like it's I think it's more forced here because it's like in a way it's funnier but that makes it like less believable that like they would actually have this entire interaction without either of anyone figuring out what's happening yeah, like the the, mis- the you know the misunderstanding. Like Larry should understand what this doctor is getting at. Now, he's could you like, argue that Larry picks up on it but doesn't care because he thinks it's funny, or because he's like screw Lee and I gotta get out of my house anyway? <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, the, to have like basically now have a doctor think that like they're in a, a relationship and Leon is is like physically assaulting him um, seems like you know a bridge too far from what Larry would do. Um, but yeah, like he like there's no way that like this should be over Larry's head. Like when he's like the, the doctor is like pinging him with like very specific questions and like Larry. But why? Just, like, but why would Larry go? But you go before that. Larry starts it. Why would he say I'm very clumsy? I'm very clumsy. Like there's no reason to say that unless you're pretending to be the abuse pass. You know. So that it gets more ridiculous even earlier than that. I think. I guess. <laughs> Maybe Larry was on like knocked out on something from the doctor. And he's, that's mm. why he's talking so weird. It doesn't oh, make that sense. could be. That could be. Maybe he's yeah. just like doesn't have all of his faculties, so he's a little bit uh, slow to react and like doesn't really see the whole picture of what's happening. Yeah, like I love when he's like he like looks over and like Leon is like <laughs> destroying. He's like, no, I don't have anything to tell you. Uh, okay, so. Larry is going to go get some ice cream, asking Robbins. He's really chasing that ice cream in this episode. Um, and he gets a call from Richard who tells him that Stella is going in for the breast reduction on Friday. So Thursday, he's taking her to the Biltmore Hotel to give her and the breast one last blowout. It's going to be, he compares this whole episode to his own personal Vietnam. Um, so Do you Larry's, remember what Donald uh, Trump's Vietnam the, was? Um, what was it like uh, STD like having yeah, yeah not like, getting not getting an STD during his uh, highly sexual period in the 70s. That's what he told Howard. Right. That was his Vietnam. Uh, yeah. Faith, uh, what was your Vietnam? Reading Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad. Oh, very literal there. OK. <laughs> Another Seinfeld reference. We weren't expecting that. Right? <laughs> True. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, so Larry looks over and he sees, you know, the back of a black man's head sitting at a, at a table with a computer. Yeah. And he immediately assumes that this is the same black man and the same computer from the other day. Listen, L.A. is a goes, very small town. 
yeah and he, uh, you know, he goes around and like and he's in the uh the middle the middle of starting to accuse the guy when he realizes that no this is not the same guy the guy obviously realizes exactly what happened you saw a black guy with the computer you assumed it was me and again yeah larry says you know no i don't think all black people look the same i just think all computers look the same yeah so it's good save, Larry. Uh, back at the, yeah, <laughs> oh, do you notice Larry starts the episode by going to Ben and Jerry's, and now here at the end of the episode, he's going to Baskin Robbins. Yeah, well, it didn't you know they didn't work out for the Ben and Jerry's, so he's you know he's got to get that ice cream fix. Yeah, I thought Larry's save was good here mm. with the computers. I like that. Oh, I had an actual literal Larry David scenario happen to me on Friday night. It's from season ten. We're not there yet, but I was at Friday night. I was at some like social gathering. And there was a guy there who I sort of saw at one point across the room and we're friendly, we're friends, but like, we're not like so close friends. We have to run up and talk to each other. And then, and we're talking to different people the whole time, different social circles, whatever. And an hour later, he comes up to me and he's like, Alex, hello and goodbye. I'm leaving now. And so I called him out and I said, are you trying to pull the big goodbye on me? (laughs) And which is a great move because it's a test of this guy. I don't know. I have no idea if he's going to get that reference or not. Even I feel like you don't just have to watch Curb. You have to be holding in Curb pretty well, I think, to get that reference. Yeah. And so and he immediately responds to me. He says, no, I'm not Phil Rosenthal. So he immediately. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, So I was very proud of him there. And then um, and then the next day we carried it forward. I, I, I saw him in synagogue at like the reception afterwards. And he was in line to get some food. So he invited me to do the chat and cut to make up for uh, the big goodbye the night ah, before. Very good. Yeah. But very I feel good. like the chat and cut's more famous than the big goodbye. The chat and cut's more famous. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, it's also it's like more of a, a thing that like people have seen done more, I think. Yeah, but also I, Seinfeld, Seinfeld in the late 90s had a much farther reach in the culture than Curb yes. in like the oh, 20 teens. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Like 10 times the amount. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, okay, so. We're uh, we're back at the same grocery store. Richard Lewis is there and he runs into the same two women. Uh, now, Dale, actually, Dale is there as well. So three women and he's trying to get some ice cream and Dale like lashes out at him. And the other woman apologizes and says, you know, we're from a battered women's shelter. And Richard says, you know, oh, well, I don't understand. Like, I feel like you could probably take care of yourself. <laughs> you know, the same line. Same, he has the same perspective as Larry. Yeah. And Dale responds by smashing the ice cream freezer door on Richard's hands proving proving his point actually yeah exactly right um so yeah so back home and Larry is uh I think he's like heading out or he's coming in and Bob is there the guy who we gave the computer to the other day and he says yeah like I you know you left and I didn't know what to do so I you know took it home with me and here it is and I let you know I looked you up and I figured out who you are and you know here's your laptop back and Larry's like, wow, that's amazing. I can't believe it. And he's like, oh, you know, I just have to like drop off some laundry at my neighbor's house. Can you just like wait inside for me? I'll be back in a minute. And somehow in the like the two minutes between <laughs> Larry leaving and Leon returning, yes. um, the cops come. Tight squeeze. They're, they're, they're like, they, they ring the doorbell. They're like, <laughs> They're like, hey, oh, you, you're under arrest because you match the description of somebody who made. An, a, now, this is again straight out of Seinfeld. Which which one in Seinfeld is this? When George Costanza is arrested, but it's not actually George Costanza. It's the bald guy who Elaine's dating. Right. Okay. Because we know it's you. You're bald. <laughs> right. You match the profile. But yeah. Which is Larry David. Actually, we now know that Larry David identifies as a baldite. But um, yeah. Yeah. So it's right. It's like within 12, 10 seconds, they're like, you're arrested and that guy is going to a safe house. Like no yeah. questions asked, like no further investigation. Now, so, again, sure. so, so I don't understand the cops. You know, he says, just talk to Larry. You're not going to be seeing Larry David again. He's moving to a safe house. <laughs> I don't understand that. Against his will? 
this victim is further victimized by being stole, like taken out of his home. Yeah, so this doctor somehow has the authority to just like place Leon under arrest yes. without without anything other but than not even like, Leon, just any African American man right, who happens, right, to, be right, right, who happens yeah. to be in the house, right? Yeah. yeah, and he has the authority to put Larry in a safe house when Larry has not told him anything other than like he's made some comments that are suggestive. Yeah, highly now, suggestive. The, highly just highly yes. suggestive, Hard but to understand, in, yes, but inaccurate. But yeah, he had like he hasn't even said like yes, like this is going on. But the doctor somehow is able to lock up two people. Um, yeah, and I love the shot of like Leon coming back. He's like just like jolly and like has like a, a hop in his skip, and he's got a fountain soda and some snacks. Uh, and he's gonna be home by himself for a while because uh, Larry's going. <laughs> Larry's going to a safe house. Yeah. You think Leon will will go with him to the safe house? Yeah. So Leon, the, 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 yeah, the, there's no follow up here. The police never correct the mistake or anything. Um, that, that, that guy, we, much that like know. the therapist, is going away for a long time. Yeah, he's going to be in jail for 25 years. Yeah, and also um, the intern for, or Darren, the intern from NYU. Oh yeah, he'll be going. He, away he went away for a long time. Also, yeah. Yes. Don't uh, don't mess with our heroes on. Uh, yeah. or don't don't even get involved with them. You'll end up going to jail for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Or, so or to, uh, to end the happens. episode, we hand over to the Biltmore Hotel. And Richard's in bed with Stella and it's the night before her b- big breast reduction, but he's unable to do anything or touch her at all because his hands are in casts as a result of having them smashed by Dale and the ice cream freezer door. And that's the end of the episode. Mm. Sad <laughs> it is a sad ending. I like when, so yeah, we all, I always say like, I like when Larry wins, but it's also good to see somebody else lose. Like that's also often just as good as Larry winning. Like you don't usually see that. Mm. Um, Av, do you, do you watch uh, Dave, the other show uh, co-created by uh, Jeff Schaefer, a recent guest? Uh, yeah, I watched season one. I watched one episode of season two. So I'm like a, I'm like a few episodes behind. Uh, okay, because because uh, the most recent episode is a very interesting episode in terms of the perspective of winning and losing. And but I won't say further for now. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll, let's ca- talk- I'll catch up with it. Yeah, let's talk about the ratings for this episode. I'll go first. I never go first. Um, yeah, sure. The way this episode works together, all the different storylines is like is I, honestly, I think it's very akin to Peak Seinfeld. Everything really works well together, um, which is funny because it's an episode. And I mentioned this about a couple other episodes before that, like based on the title and my dim memory of it, I wasn't looking forward to. But I really enjoyed it. So um, I think it's very good. I think I'm sort of stuck in terms of the grade of the write up I'm doing every week, which is, you know, I like all these episodes and I can't grade them higher than each other. So I'm going to give it my standard pretty, pretty, pretty good. So two and a half pretties for me. Uh, 49th out of 73. So right in the middle there. One spot behind the N-word, actually. Um, another episode that had a lot to say about racism in American society. So, <laughs> you know, you come to Curb and you learn something once in a while. Mostly what not to do. Yeah. By example. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fades, why don't you go next? Uh, how would you rate this episode from one to five pretties? Yeah, I was... Almost in the same camp as you. I, I gave it a pretty, pretty, pretty good, like a reluctant third pretty, but three pretties, um, which I guess makes it like an average episode in the system. But I thought um, the safe house, the part where he, he he's interacts with the woman in the safe house is really strong and throughout the episode. But I thought the payoff on some of the other uh, sideline storylines were not great. Uh, the ending we spoke about is kind of like what the what the hell's going on, and even just like the computer thing, just I thought it was going to become more than it did. So that's why I kind of stopped there. So yeah, three pretties, still good, 
surprise me. It was good. Mm. Uh, so this is this is like one of those where like I feel like it would have been better if it ended on the previous scene with the guy getting arrested and then Leon walking back in. Um, like it's like this like the Richard scene is like very abrupt and awkward. Um, it's almost like a post credit scene. Like it should have been like like a, like a secret scene that we got separately. But obviously Curb doesn't do those. Um, yeah, so I I just like found out like the plot lines were like they didn't really intersect that well like it's kind of forced the way that they just basically have like richard show up at that supermarket and interact with them like that's how the the, the two storylines get intersected and that's like to me just felt like well we just need to intersect these so we'll have him you know at the very last second interact with these people and just insult them um so yeah i mean and i just like the whole i, I agree like that that first scene where he comes to the same house safe house is funny but like it's like the whole storyline is just very cringy um the like the breast storyline also was like kind of awkward um so yeah like i i wasn't a huge fan of this episode it does it definitely has its moments um and like the, what i just thought was like the funniest laugh out loud scene i kind of knocked a little bit because you know what, what i talked about with you know we just did this in table read so overall i'm gonna give this a pretty pretty good uh two and a half pretties so i'm right there with you alex just below you fades but relative um, to your normal grades i think that's very yeah, low for you yeah this is on the low end for me uh um, yeah. this is my 55th overall episode. oh so we're not that far i'm 49 yeah um like right so we're out place, of uh, out of 73 so it's like yeah, yeah we're like but all like in like the bottom quadrant but i look at it more as like the the middle the the lower half of the middle i guess that's fine yeah. um yeah so i have this in between the larry david sandwich and the bat mitzvah mm. Ah, you go first this time. Who is your come with guy or gal? Yeah, I'm going to go with Marty Funkhauser again, because, um, you know, even though he isn't really in most of the episode, he's really just in that one scene or those two scenes. Um, yeah, I think he just like dominates. Like he just like, comes out of the gate early. Great line after great line. Love seeing him unleashed with the divorce. You know, we can he, we, we're going to see him get into all sorts of trouble uh, starting next week, especially. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Funkman. Hmm. And what about you, Fades? Uh, yeah, I'm actually gonna go with Stella. Um, I, I like her attitude, like at all the at all the um, meetings with Larry. Like she's just like she's able to roll with it, and uh, I like her accent. And like come with, I don't know what that like I'm not am I gonna sleep with her. I don't know, but like she seems like fun. Like I don't know, good person to know. I don't know why not. <laughs> cool, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't know. Where, uh, look, it's it's a great funk episode, as I've said. It's a great Leon episode, of course. I'm going to side with the fades here, though. I'm going to give it to Stella. They're real and they're spectacular. Are they real? So well, hold on. So you're saying they're not. So you're saying that this woman did not have like very large breasts. She just artificially enhanced them and now wants to reverse that surgery. I feel like that would have come up. Yeah, I mean, but I bet that happens. Like I'm, people, I'm sure you know, that, I'm sure that happens as well. They have huge eyes. They put on enormous breasts, and they're like, "This is terrible." Now, if they carry these things around, like, mm-hmm. let's yeah. go, let's go back two sizes. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. We don't actually see like they, they they don't give you a shot of them. Like, yeah, that was interesting. You would think that like if you're gonna, oh, oh you want an actual nudity? There's no nudity in the show, though. There's never nudity. In the I, show. I want it. It's just an interesting choice. But I'm just is saying, there, but but that's not what is Curb there, is. Is there never nudity in Curb? No, Curb's on HBO because they say fuck all the time. Interesting. And, I, I mean, and, and cunt and every other word under the English. No, there's definitely, yeah, there's a lot of cursing. You're allowed to yeah. say fuck. Um, um, no, there's no nudity in the show. Interesting. Porno kill. I feel like it would be a very different show. Like Sopranos is. Uh, when a, they go to the when they go to the Playboy Mansion, there's no one naked there. I don't think so. We have a really? child in the scene. That's true. Just like in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, no one's naked. It's weird. I'm <laughs> not familiar with that movie. Right. I yeah. Uh, just trying. I'm just trying to get. 
They also go to the Lego Man. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, all right. Fades, we'll let you go first on this one. Who is the fucking asshole in this episode? I mean, this is so easy. I think we're all going to agree. It's Shauna, right? Is that her name? Shauna? Shauna, the Michaela Watkins character. Because, what, like we said, like she's wrong. In the, she's clearly wrong on the having your dog dump on someone's lawn. Like, no one does that. And, and if they do, they acknowledge it's wrong. She doesn't acknowledge it's wrong. And then when Larry apologizes, she doubles down and says, <laughs> you, you should apologize to the dog. She's, so she's such a jerk. So she's, that's so clearly the choice. <laughs> Uh, what about you? Um, I'm going to go a little different. I'm going to go with the computer guy. Curtis Armstrong? Uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, it's like he, he he leaves Larry in charge of his computer. Okay. But then, like, he like doesn't... like That could be, like, you know, five minutes max. Like, you don't, like, just, like, leave your computer. Yeah. And then he turns out to be a humongous racist also. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's a good one. So, yeah, I think he's, uh, he's a big fucking asshole, this guy. <laughs> uh, so here's interesting. I'm going to be honest. What I had written down on my paper was Curtis Armstrong's computer guy. But the faith has actually convinced me. Um, I'm going to switch my vote here in the ballot booth. And I'm going to say, no, I'm saying, you know, no, I'm giving it to um, to uh, Michaela Watkins' character as well. Sandra, I think we say AU. I think is how the captions. Yeah, she's a piece of work. (laughs) <laughs> not 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 the victim blame obviously i don't, you know but I, I, all no, i know is nothing, the context of the nothing, show. no nothing to do with anything like just because you're a victim of something doesn't mean that you then just going to be an asshole to other people and have to dogs on their lawns yeah, yeah right. there, there, there's no it. connection yeah. yeah nothing to do with that nothing mm. to do with that all right um is it time for us to go to the postman all right let's head to the postman but before we do um as always we remind you to head on over to the apple store or apple podcasts and rate and review the podcast and give us five stars because we're a five-star podcast and that's what we deserve. So just go do that. And if you write something nice or something mean, we'll read it out loud before we do the Postman one week and you'll get to laugh at us for reading your message where you insult us. So that'll be fun. Postman! Postman, come here! Tell the neighborhood! What a shanda, Larry! Uh, uh, Larry David! Larry, you're a lousy Jew! But you're a lousy human being! He screws the wife of a man in a wheelchair! A shanda! Maybe you should have given me some candy! You're a lousy Jew! So, first email this week is from Raj Krishnan, who says some random facts. He, he wants to share the organic Panificio Cafe, which figures prominently closed down. That's very sad. I wonder if it's a, uh, a, a victim of the pandemic. He says that during the conversation with Larry and the burlesque dancer, Richard Lewis says to Larry that he should be a professor at Ohio State instead of a more obvious hyper like Harvard Yale. Richard is an alumnus of Ohio State and attends their college football games often. Um, I have relatives in Columbus always wanted to run into him at a game i'm sure why larry had to tell leon that it was a black person that supposedly stole the laptop the conversation seems a bit forced um he then says i thought that lady that runs a safe out was a bit of an asshole in nearly all instances i felt larry was the right person even if she was crying why couldn't she just move a few feet to the left Mm. and pooping on someone's dog on somebody's lawn repeatedly i agree that the owner does have control over where the dog goes in spite of that, Larry was gracious in offering the use of the laundry machines to the safe house residents. I agree with Larry's view that balls and tits are not one and the same. <laughs> balls are grotesque. Overall rating, two out of five pretties. Not one of my favorite episodes. Nothing in the episode works for me. The black person stealing the computer, the large-breasted woman with Richard Lewis, nor Larry's relationship with the safe house. The only savior was Leon with some of his humor. I especially enjoyed the scene where Leon knew everything about Larry. His mom's maiden name. I liked the last scene with Richard Lewis and also the one where the hapless black guy gets arrested while Leon walks in. 
as you've mentioned in prior podcasts, this rating is relative to other Kerp episodes. It doesn't mean in absolute sense it was bad. I've rewatched this episode many times, and I do find it funny. So what's, his right. final, what's his final grade there? Two. Two out of five uh, okay. for Raj. Um, next up is Joshua Schmitz, who says, hello. This, for me, was one of those episodes that I remember being a lot funnier the first time I watched it. My, first, my biggest gripe is how unbelievable the whole safe house storyline is. No woman who's actually placed in one would ever tell a random man that they were there, especially in public. Having said that, I do enjoy when multiple storylines have a curb payoff in the end. In this case, Lewis not being able to enjoy his last night with his burlesque dancer's ample bosom due to Dale breaking his hands at the grocery store. For his come with guy, he goes with Leon. He helps move every storyline along this episode from the safe house to the laptops to the burlesque show and the hospital scene. Classic Leon all the way. Fucking asshole is the computer guy, a.k.a. Revenge of the Nerds Booger, for assuming the black guy stole his computer and then walking it back. And he gives it 3.5 pretties out of five and says, can't wait for next week's episode. Mm, yes, next week we have a good one. Um, next up is Jim Crumley, who says a fine episode. It had a little too much going on, but it all came together. Two and a half pretties come with guy is Leon. Lots of Leon in this episode. And that's always good. Fucking asshole. He says the first laptop guy. How did he how long did he leave for? What was he thinking? Asking Larry instead of a waiter. That's a good question. Yeah. You should yeah. give it. You should ask someone who works in the restaurant, not just like mm. some random guy. Yeah, you know that person staying there. Yeah, that's obvious. Yeah, Look like you're smarter than us. That's um, not you have no responsibility for your personal life. So. Yep. Um, okay. All right. Next, we go to Jared Jerome, who says this episode. All the ingredients needed to make a masterpiece. Tons of random funny bits, lots of classic curb humor with Larry getting into touchy interpersonal situations. And we had all the good characters together for this one, specifically, I believe, for the first time in the foursome of Larry, Jeff, Funk, and Leon. What a grouping. Balls, not breasts to the air in this one, but do they stick the land? Seinfeld connections. Funk tries to do a hands-in on the agreement that the three boys will see Lewis's newest soulmate dance, but they don't oblige, unlike the core four, when they agree to gauge in the contest with the very same hands-in maneuver. Funk was just trying to be one of the gang. Uh, number two is Larry asking to watch the computer like the muffin tops uh, that works out at the end as George becomes a hen supervisor at Tyler chicken here an innocent man gets arrested. Uh, number three, Larry, the fake dermatologist finds a mole and sells breast much like Dr. Van Ostron, the dermatologist finds a mole on Kruger's back. Hopefully Stella doesn't go to the deli to get her breast reduction. Yeah, that would be uh, not a good idea. Uh, And his last Seinfeld connection is Lewis being in or not being in a relationship based on plastic surgery decision is reminiscent of George in the nose job. Both men end up getting screwed, but not in the way they want. For his come with guy, he goes with Marty Funkhauser, the Funk man as well. He wasn't even the back half of the episode, but he got the gang to come with him to the burlesque show and was just as hilarious at that initial get together at the restaurant. And he loves his lines about, you know, she's dumb. Chaplin was a pole dancer. Um, yeah, he, you know, he, uh, he says that was on like a one minute stretch. Those ad libs had the boys and me in the stitches way to go. Funk asshole of the week. He says, I was thinking of going with the Nan lookalike, the Marn of the safe house for the way she treated Larry when he was just trying to get some chubby hubby. Does she even know how far that went in the 32 fans bed and breakfast, bed, bed and breakfast, bed in Jerry's bracket, but she righted herself later on the battered woman who allows her dog to Larry's yard and then gets apologized to only to not accept there's no picnic either but I think I recognize her as the daughter for the first family from Charles in Charge some 30 years earlier I don't think that's true um, so I'll let it slide but maybe she looks like her um, I considered Cheryl because a main area of interest in the episode is breasts and even though she's not in this episode she does have breasts but at the end just squeaking past Cheryl is the short racist jerk who asks Larry to watch his computer leaves without returning and then blames Larry and an entire race of people for his foibles <laughs> short racist jerk by a nose mm. Computer uh, guy for- is, by the way, um, what he's called on IMDb, and then yeah. and then the other computer guy, the black one, is called innocent computer guy. Innocent computer guy. 
<laughs> That's great. Um, for his ranking, he says, all in all, this was a really good episode. I love the mix of characters. The jokes were coming in like hotcakes. And as I always say, I love when the show is bold and willing to juggle many storylines at once. In this case, while I love the Ben and Jerry's open and the Andy Portico Lewis hands close, I don't think they were able to stick all the landings. And that's why I ranked this still excellent episode number 18 of 72 so far. Oh, wow. Making it pretty, 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 pretty good. That's four pretties and one no pretty. We've got the Seinfeld cast in the rearview mirror and we're ready to roll. Um, so, yeah, I think this is the, the rare instance where Jared is higher in the episode than we are. Yeah, this is, and I think Jared's the highest of anyone of my cumulative rankings so far. It was interesting that the first two letters uh, were from people who were sort of the opposite of me, how they had fond memories, but then didn't like it on the rewatch. For me, it was a little bit of the opposite. You liked Although it better up, than you remember it. Yeah, but we ended up sort of in similar places. Right. Um, okay. Uh, so we got three more. Uh, William Blake says, hey, Alex and Alf, my name is Will, and I am looking for a black person to leave my computer with. <laughs> That safe house scene was frigid. I love Larry sitting in that discomfort for minutes. Guys, please weigh in. Our balls, the male boobs. Do yeah. black people blush? For his come with guy, Leon, the ultimate come with guy in this episode, giving good advice and backing Larry up. The fucking asshole is the idiot who asked Larry to look after his computer. The computer is clearly not Larry's responsibility. And this racist asshole who is stupid enough to leave his computer by itself deserves what he got. Um, and he gives the episode four pretties out of five. The apology scene of the opening conversation made this episode really good. The doctor scene had great comedic time in his face mirrors, the face of the doctor in 7.9 with the mark. Yeah. So Zach Brooks, he says great comedic timing on Larry's delivery of, Oh, they're battered. But Larry is so over the top awful in this episode, but I love how he says hoisin sauce. Why does anyone think to ask the restaurant staff to watch the computer? Uh, good. Popular right. question. Also, if you ask someone to watch it, there's a time limit. Yeah. Uh, fucking asshole is Richard. Cannot believe he threw a used Adamame shell back in the unused mall. Actually, the racist cops are the fucking assholes. Yeah. By the way, I do need to say I'm thinking more on Jim and Brooks's comment here. Um, I, I think that, yeah, as, as the fade said, there's no way a waitress or waiter or anyone who works in a restaurant wants to be responsible for your device. Then they got to worry about it. Then you're going to go accuse the restaurant if something happens to it. So it has right. to be a restaurant where you have like a personal relationship with somebody who works there, I think. Right. Like yeah, you go just, there enough. Like if you're in Cheers, okay, they'll watch it for you. Right. Like I went back to La Marie last weekend. They gave me a, they gave me a hug. Oh, nice. They <laughs> recognize you? Really? That's pretty yeah, good. Well, yeah. I, I would hope they know you. Yeah. I, you buy I, you buy all their beef jerky. I thought they might be bitter because I left them, but no. Your heroes welcome. <laughs> how 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 long has it been since you've been there? Since March 2020. Oh wow. Oh okay. uh, yeah. They're out of chimichurri sauce. Anyway. <laughs> um, all right. Closing things out is Olin Allen, who says, a nice episode. Great to see a few scenes of all the guys hanging out together. Well, four out of five in each case. Several subplots blended nicely together, and the punchlines of each delivered. Fun, but more of a third base hit than a clean home run. Three and a half pretties out of five. With gal is Dale. Despite some outside skepticism, she is comfortable joining the battered women's group, finds solace there, and looks out for her colleagues while doing a lot of the heavy lifting for the housework. And the fucking asshole of the week, he says, several contenders, but I will go with Larry David, leader of the skeptics about Dale's right to be in the battered women's house, closed-minded and making everything relative to him, even if he thought so with no proper evidence. It was a horrific thing to question Dale's right to be there. Uh, yeah, we, we completely agree. That was uh, Larry and Larry in top form. Um, in that instance. Um, so yeah, so that closes out the postman. So for our episode rankings overall, we have an overall audience score of 3.29, 
which makes it the 50th ranked episode, according to the audience for their cumulative rankings. Um, and Fades gave it a three and I gave it a two and a half and Alex gave it a two and a half, which brings it to a total average of 2.82, making it the 50th ranked episode um, so far out of 73. That, that that's exactly watched. where the listeners had it also, you said. So it all works out in the end. Um, yes, exactly 50th, right. And I had a 55 and you had it 49. So yeah, yeah. everyone, yeah, you know, it really... Uh, I mean, I guess that makes sense that it's like kind of where everyone had it. That yeah, well, I the think numbers that, that we're using to. I think this is the most consistent work. episode we've had overall. I mean, you know, obviously there's individuals like Jared, you know, who right, the but there was no, right, yeah. no right. It was but between two point five and but four, it ends right? in, it ends in the same place. So yeah, very interesting. Next week we have an episode that I am very confident will be ranked higher. Um, spoiler alert: based on the cumulative ranking I've gathered from my curb episode rankings on the internet. So you know, not obviously listeners yet or all for me. This is the number one episode of the series. Really? Uh, it's, it's ahead oh. of Crazy Eyes. It's ahead of the Carpool Lane. It's ahead of the oh. Table Read. It's ahead of the Doll. It's a very special episode. We have a very excited guest lined up, and that is, of course, the Palestinian Chicken. Mm. I think I think it's just Palestinian. Chicken, yes, not it's, yeah, it's not the Palestinian Chicken. But let's not get it's into not, a, it's not, it's, let's it's, not get into a whole political debate about whether the word "the" <laughs> is uh, significant or not in this context. <laughs> See, because in the Arabic translation there is a "the," but in the Hebrew translation there's no "the." So, yeah. Right. The French translation though says yes, exactly. Yes. What's the official yeah. language of the UN? So we'll get into all that and more next week. Um, Jared, thank you so much. Uh, Jared, excuse me. Um, Fates, thank you so much for joining us today. Jared from Subway. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything you would like to plug? Yeah, Fades, where can we find you? No. Um, just the Fades on Twitter. That's me, but I don't, po- I don't post anything. So there'll, there'll be some wrestling retweets. No one cares about that. Yeah. And uh, Was there a miniseries about you in 2011? Yeah, that's not me. It's also not me, so... If you're looking for the miniseries, The Fades, there are some people looking for that on Twitter and they think it's me. It's, mm. it's not me. I'm, I don't know anything about it. You might uh, as well watch it and take ownership of it. Yeah, you really yeah. should. You should become like an expert. So that Sorry, when people ask you, Yeah, when people ask questions, well, you're like, well, actually, yeah, I actually really know this stuff. I just want to say, like, the, the part I liked most about this, this episode was the Dale stuff. So does that make me a bad, like a bad person? I don't know. So I'm questioning my whole thing now. <laughs> but you, everyone agrees. That well, that's what do you, what do you like the Dale stuff? Like you, you agree with like what Larry say, or Larry, it's just funny because I, Larry's such an what asshole. Made me, what made me laugh the most was when he goes like bovine. It's like so crazy that I just like lost it. I don't know. So anyway. Yeah, but because okay, he's an asshole, not because you agree with him. So I think, yeah. I don't agree. It should be said, but it was ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. Lost it. I'm trying to rescue you here. He said, what's, what's this one? I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Larry, uh, Larry does not give a fuck, basically. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So, yeah. So, ah, very excited for next week, uh, which actually we're recording in like three days. So, get your. Should we tell people to get their emails in or hopefully? Uh, no, because, but no, that's like by the time this airs, it'll, we'll, it'll be too late. That, so yeah. yeah so hopefully, late. hopefully you got your emails in. I think if you join our group chat is a place where I've gives you all the breakdowns ahead of time. So that's the that's best right. way to guarantee you. Get and your emails uh, in. Yeah. To, to the extent that there's something you need to know about a change in schedule, we'll, we'll, we'll put it at the top of the episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right. Well, next episode, we'll be back with season eight, episode three. And I am quite confident that it will be. Good. There may be some tangents of extraordinary length. Tangents are good. We'll see what happens. Someone will keep us People are here for the tangents. If you need to cut them off. Oh, actually, I'll give you an example. So yesterday on the Holy Shabbos, you know, the day when we don't use electricity and can't like show somebody a YouTube clip very easily. 
my wife says to me <laughs> yesterday morning, "Can you look are at my?" You explaining, are you explaining to me in favor how Shabbos work? Like with the rule <laughs> no, of Shabbos? No, that's just for the background for the listeners. <laughs> what else? What else are we recording? Oh, we're recording. Right? This is in the podcast. Oh, I thought you were just I'm telling us. I'm not saying this to be in the podcast, but it might be. You never know. Oh, I, don't know. I thought you were just telling us a story. Yeah. Okay. No, I am telling you a story. So my wife Maybe says you to could, me, you could, you could, have, you could have put this at the end. Yeah. My wife says <laughs> to me, she says, look, do my eyebrows look angry? Are they pointed angrily? So obviously I made the Uncle Leo reference, but obviously she doesn't understand the Uncle Leo reference. So I had to go backwards like 17 steps and like 20 minutes in this explanation. I realized it's not worth it. So, so you're like, you see, so Jerry has a mom. Her name is Helen. She has a brother <laughs> named Leo. Okay, good. Why did her eyebrows look angry? Though? He also lives in New York City. Yeah. Hey, Daddy! Hello! How are you? Hey, Leo. Hey, what's with your nephew? He wouldn't accept the package. Oh, he wants it. He's just trying to be funny. Yeah, I'll sign <laughs> Hello? Jerry, it's your Uncle Leo. Hello! Hello, Leo. You don't have to yell. <laughs> I got your package. How did you get my package? Leo's got your package? What should I do with it? I don't know what you should do with it. Tell him to open it. I'm not going to treat my uncle like a bomb-diffusing robot. <laughs> Jerry, your cousin Jeffrey's in a Parks Department production of the Mercado. I want you to come see it with me. Open the package, Leo. <laughs> okay. So it wasn't a bomb. No, no bomb. Well, then what? Oh, stupid Leo. He was using one of those oven cleaners. Yeah. He left the canister in there. The pilot light was on. The whole thing blew up. But he's okay? Yeah, but the explosion singed off his eyebrows, mustache, everything. He's all smooth now. Looks like a seal. Hello, hello. What are you doing here? Leo, has the doctor been in yet? No, I want to ask him about my eyebrows. Okay, You're hairless. You're scared. When the doctor comes in, you just let me do the talking, okay? okay. Leo, I understand you had a little mishap. It was a fireball. I never should have left him alone. And who are you? I'm his nurse. Paloma. Not my nurse. He has good days and bad. So what seems to be the problem? Are my eyebrows going to grow back? And he seems to have a bit of a rash. Really? Yeah. Well, there's been a bit of that going around lately. You excuse me a minute, Paloma. I'm just going to uh, get some ointment. I like this. This is too easy. Elaine. Shut up. I think he's on to us. Uh-huh. Elaine, what about my eyebrows? Here, here. Where's your, uh, where's your nurse? She left. No need to get angry. Calm down. I am calm. Leo, I don't care for your demeanor. Demeanor? Oh, now you're just being difficult. What are you writing? 